0: The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Doctor...
1: Doctor?
2: Doctor? 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 Doctor?
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition
3: of Sports Medicine Weekly. I'm Steve Cashel. In a few minutes, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dr. Brian Cole, head team physician for the Chicago Bulls and sports medicine specialist orthopedic surgeon from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush and Rush. University Medical Center. Today on the show we're going to tell you about a brand new workout facility called Barry's Boot Camp here in Chicago. They've been around a long time and um, slowly building these facilities all over the country. Started in LA, Joey Gonzalez, a Chicago guy himself, is a CEO. We'll talk about uh, why Barry's is more than just a workout. It's an experimental uh, brand and they'll explain the uh, workout lifestyle community that create the experience and why it is known as the best workout in the world. And then Karen Malkin will join us. Karen is our uh, psychology of eating coach and counselor. There's a brand new restaurant in town on Erie and State called True Food Kitchen. And um, it's terrific, terrific eating. Karen highly recommends it. She'll tell us all about it. And then uh, we're going to be visited by a uh, bariatric um Surgeon, His name is Dr. Alfonso Torquati from Rush University Medical Center. We'll talk about the latest surgical and non-surgical approaches, support programs, and research for the treatment of obesity and how important it is discussing BMI, body mass index, and how it plays a role in the surgery and non-surgical approaches. Stay with us. Our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Back to get it going right after this on ESPN Radio. <laughs>
4: Feeling tired, sluggish and overweight? If you're looking to lose weight and gain energy, join us in Karen Mulkin's 14-day transformation cleanse. You're going to absolutely love this whole foods cleanse. You'll feel great lose weight, build lean muscle, improve sleep, boost metabolism, and enhance athletic performance. This VIP done-for-you cleanse comes with a 14-day transformation wellness bag containing MCT Lean vegan protein blend, fat-burning MCT Lean MCT oil, snacks, superfoods, recipes, guidelines, videos, and other surprises. You will absolutely love this program. Sign up at 14daytransformation.com. That's the numbers one, four day com or visit Karen's website at Karen com. That's K a R E N M a L K I
0: N.com. You're listening to sports medicine weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000 back here on sports medicine weekly on this Saturday morning net
3: proceeds from our program sports medicine weekly. Go to support orthopedic research at rush through the live now. Dot org fund, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, and, uh, Doc, uh, you work out a lot. I, I enjoy it myself. Um, uh, most of mine, though, are alone. Uh, you do it alone, but you enjoy a class when you can, right? Have you ever done a class? Not in a while. Yeah. Not in a while. Or was it
5: was the last one like aerobics in like 1970? You know what?
3: It was a Pilates in, class. In, uh, your I Dolphin shorts. It, yeah. You with
5: your, uh, your your Jerry Springer dolphin shorts. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep.
3: I want to say five six years ago, Pilates are a yoga, like a hot yoga, yeah. when I you know just to experiment, and it didn't last long, but it was it was good for the experience. I really, it, I
5: love a good class. I you know the challenge is it adds a little bit of extra time, but I can I think if it's a if it's the right environment and the right variability for me, it's way better than doing it on my own. Well, we got a new
3: um, uh, class is now in session for Barry's Boot Camp. It's now opening Chicago 11 West Erie Street, and uh, this is an interesting concept. They've been around since 1998, and uh, Barry's Boot Camp's been delivering the best workout in the world to a legendary following. They've got the A-list, celebs, models, even Olympic athletes. And uh, let's bring on the, um, uh, the CEO right here, Joey Gonzalez, uh, is the CEO of Barry's Boot Camp and a top celebrity trainer. And... Uh, thanks joey for joining us so tell us more uh barry's boot camp and you know the whole big question is we always ask everybody what separates you guys yeah thanks for having me uh so barry's boot camp was
2: founded in 1998 uh by a man named barry and uh he was a personal trainer and also taught spinning and sculpting in a lot of different classes uh and what he essentially wanted to do was eliminate the need to go to the gym because what he saw was people spending so much time bouncing from one class to another and then you know, spending money on personal training. And so what he created was a 60-minute class where you can burn around 1,000 calories and you just alternate between interval cardiovascular, which takes place on the treadmill, uh, and circuit strength training, which takes place on the floor. Uh, and so you go back and forth, and you spend about 25 to 30 minutes between each of those two. And the thing that really separates Barry's uh, from the Boutique Fitness pack is that we really prioritize cardio and strength in the same way, uh, and you're not really doing one more than the other. Uh, the class is extremely fun, and uh, there's a whole specialized lighting system that goes along with it. There's kind of amazing sound system. We call our trainers inter-trainers. Uh, because they're really funny, and uh, it's just it's it's a whole experience. Really. So so right? how are, so
5: how long is a class? <clears throat> Sixty minutes. And and uh, what's the aerobic? Is it a tra- the tread is or is interval
2: it... cardio on the treadmill? So you'll like jog for a minute, you know, run for thirty seconds, sprint for thirty seconds, and then go into like something like a hill run.
5: Got it. And and with a you... lot of recoveries. And this is your first center in Chicago.
2: It is. Yeah. Great. I'm actually born and raised in Chicago, so it's been a long time coming for me. Uh but we just opened up in River North, uh, and we're opening another in about four months uh in Lincoln Park.
5: Terrific. Yeah, it's it's all about having them all I mean these things generally tend with a couple of good experiences and you know, the right situation, they tend to take off very quickly. Um so mm-hmm. so when did you guys open?
2: Uh we opened about a week and a half ago. So okay. it was a just before Thanksgiving.
3: What about different skill levels? Um, you know, I mean, you're, you're doing these, these treadmill routines and then strength training, um, but, you know, some people have been experienced, you know, weightlifters or people doing uh, used to training, and then maybe you have some beginners. So is there something for everybody here?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. We get it a lot from first-timers, and when we enter new markets, everybody is basically a first-timer. Uh, and so we're really careful about giving people options, modifications, both on the treadmill and on the, and on the floor. When we do our treadmill routines, we'll always give a beginner, intermediate, uh, and advanced speed. And on the floor, we give a range of what sort of uh, weights people should be grabbing and what kind of equipment they should be grabbing. And then when we're doing the exercises, we also give modifications for things like bad lower back or other things that might uh, keep people from being able to do it.
3: What are you seeing as the uh, as the myths or some of the misconceptions? Or you see people doing things wrong that are working out? Go through some of those things if you can, Joey. Uh,
2: things that in terms of, like, form and stuff that they do? in, in Yeah, the I mean, format. you know,
3: I, again, uh, I kind of do the same workout, you know, three times a week or four times a week, and uh, I probably know it's wrong. It's just, it just a comfort zone you get into, you know, but, but you know, what separates uh, what, what you guys do compared to what yeah. you're seeing in the gym from, as you said, people are wasting a lot of time, right?
2: Yeah, so I think the most important thing, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times, is always to shock your body. When your body sort of learns what's coming next, uh, it doesn't change. Uh, and, and most people are working out uh, to cause change. Uh, and of course, there are people that are working out to maintain, but I think they're in the minority. Um, and what Barry's does uh, is that every single class you take, even if it's you know a 9 a.m. and a 10 a.m. on the same day, are completely different from one another. So we do not work off the WOD format. It's not a workout of the day where every class is the same. It's totally original content every time you step into that studio. <clears throat> and the, the, you could take a Barry's class where you're running for 25 to 30 minutes, and then you're lifting for 25 to 30 minutes. And literally the next hour, you would take a class in the same studio, and it's a five-minute run. Five minutes of weights, alternating back and forth. You know, five or six times.
3: Do you do you so put your trainers? About the class changes. We're visiting with Joey Gonzalez, Barry's bootcamp. Just come up, a couple more questions, um, Joey. Uh, tell us about the uh, stretch lab. So this is.
2: We always try to you know being around twenty years. We always try to innovate, and do new things, and see if they work. And you know what we are wanting to invest in as we grow is people's health. And so this experimentation we're doing in. Uh, uh chicago is called the stretch lounge and it's really a place for people to maintain their body uh, to roll out to stretch out we'll probably have courses there as well maybe 20 minute stretch sessions um and we're really excited uh to launch that here in chicago
3: well joey we're out of time i appreciate you joining us joey gonzalez the ceo of barry's boot camp now open in chicago 11 west erie street that you got a website Yep, Bootcamp.com. Hey, Joey, thanks so much, and uh, welcome back to Chicago, and uh, look forward to uh, talking with you again down the line. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after these messages.
6: indiana their cutting-edge research diagnosis methods and treatments make them the highest ranked program in the state of illinois by u.s news and world report rankings for more information or to schedule an appointment visit them at RushOrtho.com or call 877 md bones midwest orthopedics at rush
0: when only the best will do you're listening to sports medicine weekly on espn 1000 And welcome back to Sports Medicine Weekly on this Saturday morning. Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian
3: Cole and um, our certified health, nutrition, and eating psychology counselor is with us, Karen Malkin. She had so much to our show, and she's going to add more this morning, talking about um, a new restaurant, uh, Karen, in town. you want to make the uh,
1: listeners aware of? So there's a new restaurant that just opened up in the city. It's called True Food Kitchen, and this is the 16th of their chain of restaurants and it follows the anti-inflammatory diet protocol and it's founded by Dr. Andrew Weil who is my mentor and guru and he partnered with Sam Fox who runs Fox Restaurant Concepts and uh, Sam Fox has 25 restaurants in Arizona and in the Midwest and the two of them are just rock stars.
3: What's unique about True Food Kitchen?
1: So... The menu, um, the staff, the, and their whole philosophy. So the menu is healthy food that tastes delicious. And even people who I've spoken with over the last week, it just opened about 10 days ago. And everybody who's gone there, whether they're foodies or health food nuts or, you know, junk food eaters, they all loved their meals. So it, it's, the taste is delicious. And their philosophy for clean food—it's—they change the menu seasonally, they bring in as much organic as possible and local ingredients. And the staff is so positive and um, really knowledgeable about their their menu. And it's just—it's such a pleasure. It's such a, ple- a great—it's an experience. It really is. And this is I highly a- recommend. It. And they have great cocktails.
3: <laughs> okay, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and dine-in.
1: Mm-hmm, yep. Okay. Uh, you can also carry out. Okay. And um, they could probably cater also if you give them a little bit of notice. They can, they can do some catering.
3: Give me, give me an example, then, of one of the meals. Let's pick breakfast. What, what, is, what, is, uh, what is the true food kitchen, you know, well, what should people eat or look for?
1: So, you know, they have eggs, but, but if it's brunch, lunch, and is it's really more like from the 11 o'clock on, you know, beyond. But they have juices and teas. Right, so they've got this apple, carrot, ginger, tonic. They've got a kale aid, which is fantastic. It's kale, ginger, apple, celery, and cucumber. Wow. And in the evening, you can add that with a little, to, a, to a little organic tequila or vodka. Their vegetables, their charred cauliflower is the best I've ever had, ever. And it's with tahini, medjool dates, dill, um, a little bit of mint and pistachio. It is hands down, I think, one of the best vegetable, vegetable dishes I've ever had. Their roasted Brussels sprouts are, you know, I have four sons, and it's a favorite among my family. My, my kids have already eaten there three times. Their shiitake lettuce cups are delicious. You can get it. It's They typically make it with tofu and jicama and cashews and Thai basil. And they've got, like, tataki, wild-caught albacore tataki that's served with jalapeno and avocados and ponzu sauce. They've got edamame dumplings. I mean, I I literally, I think I've had everything on the menu. They're vegetables. They're starters. They've got great pizzas, brussels sprouts and wild mushrooms. Like, what are some of your favorite dishes when you go out to dinner?
3: You don't want to ask.
1: Dr. uh, Cole, Dr.
3: Cole. (laughs) 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 I'm just listening to this. No, I I I think it sounds awesome. No, I, I know. I, I'm not an exotic eater. You know that. Karen, I can, we use, to... can
5: I use your name to get in? Because it sounds like we're going to have trouble getting in. Is that true? Especially
1: after this meeting. <laughs> you can media, tell but... I sent you. Okay. Karen, I, Karen,
3: you
5: know me. I'm not a seafood
3: eater, but I, I, you know what? I love chicken and, you know, potatoes and vegetables. I'm more of that kind of eater. You know, occasional steak and oh. that. But you say okay, pizza, so but, you know.
1: Okay, how about some grass-fed steak tacos? Would you eat that? Absolutely. Okay. Can-roasted chicken?
3: Absolutely. Alright, yep.
1: turkey burger?
3: Yep. Oh, love turkey burgers. As long as a they're not they're not burger? they're not, yep, as long as turkey burgers aren't frozen and, and you know, I hate the frozen patty. So give me make sure it's fresh and I'm sure this place cooks all fresh.
5: Karen, I have a trivia yeah. question for you. You ready?
1: Okay. How mm-hmm. come people
5: don't eat more turkey eggs? People eat chicken eggs, duck eggs, but how really come people don't eat question. more turkey eggs? The next time you're on the show, I, I want you to have an answer.
1: Okay. I, I think <laughs> you know, You know, I really think we're becoming a consumer-driven movement with health and food quality. And I think that if we, the consumers, request it and demand it with our vendors and our restaurants and our grocery stores, I think we're going to have turkey eggs.
5: Turkey eggs are bigger, have more protein, more calories, a little more cholesterol, but they only lay like one to two eggs per week, whereas regular chickens lay one to two eggs per day. So now bigger they're, eggs, too, so, right? So much they're, bigger. They're, they're, so they cost like mm. three, four bucks a piece, but they're a great source of nutrition, mm. in case you were wondering, mm, at this like Thanksgiving that. time of year. Thank you. Okay. Thank wow. you. I don't want to have to make you come back yeah. with that one. Good stuff. Thank but is, like
3: but again, we're talking about um, <laughs> True Food Kitchen with our heating, eating counselor, and psychology health coach, Karen Malkin. So, Karen, this is something uh, at Arian State True Food Kitchen that you highly recommend.
1: I do and they have you know food for you Steve they've got food Good. for you Dr Cole you know they've I'm got vegan options vegetarian gluten free options
5: I may go tr- Sunday I may go Sunday night I'll take my uh, son for his birthday there it sounds like a great option I love it Awesome,
3: Karen. Appreciate your help here on Sports Medicine Weekly, as usual. I can't wait to uh, try it myself.
1: You, you, you I can't wait to hear the feedback. Yeah.
3: Okay, Karen Malkin talking about True Food Kitchen. We have to take a break. Back with more of Sports Medicine Weekly after this. On ESPN Radio. Returning
6: patients who suffer from cartilage defects to an active lifestyle is the goal. Prochondrix, the latest solution from Allosource, is an innovative, cost-effective, fresh cartilage allograft designed to restore cartilage and restore life. To learn more about Prochondrix or allografts, Visit Prochondrix.org. That's P-R-O-C-H-O-N-D-R-I-X.org.
0: You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly on ESPN 1000.
3: Back here on this Saturday morning, Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole, is Sports Medicine Weekly. Next proceeds from our program, Sports Medicine Weekly, go to support orthopedic research at Rush through the Live Active Now Dot org fund. Our producer is Steve Goffman, coordinating producer Teresa Ann Seeger. We've got a guest in studio, Dr. Cole. It's going to be off air, but maybe a little bit on air. Parker, a seventh grader, goes to uh, Catherine Cook. And uh, wanted to uh, come in and uh, watch the show, so we we
5: allowed that. Welcome, Parker. And I know he has an interest in sports journalism, so you're going to be his role model for the morning.
3: Yeah, actually won a uh, silent auction item, something we don't often give out. So um, we'll say he's quite p- privileged, right? There you go. <laughs> All right, Doctor Cole. Uh, first topic um, in this segment. Now, how important is discussing uh, with your patients BMI, otherwise known as uh, body mass index?
5: Steve, you and I in the past have talked about how BMI or body mass index is sort of the physician's sixth vital sign. You know, it's interesting because a lot of physicians are uncomfortable talking to patients about their body weight. And I can tell you, if you take the things that I see each and every day in the lower extremity, let's just take knee arthritis. Patients come in and they're sitting on an exam table. They don't have any pain they get up and they walk and they have a little bit more discomfort they go up and downstairs they have more discomfort they carry a load of laundry with their dog they have more discomfort the more they do the more they hurt and in fact they mostly say that they've given up activities to sort of shrink their world to match the ability of their joint to do something and one of the challenges is that body weight every pound you and i carry is 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 multiplied 5 to 7 times across the knee so if you have wow. 5 Yeah, if you have 5 pounds uh, excess body weight, that's a minimum of 25 pounds across the knee that it otherwise wouldn't see. So when I explain that to patients... And explain that look, you have a condition that A could get better if you reduce weight. B, even if I do surgery, in the best of circumstances, I may not be able to reduce your symptoms. We discuss body uh, body weight and, and weight loss, which can be a particular challenge because there's patients who have been literally obese their entire lives since childhood. So we, uh, I will commonly refer patients when uh, when I believe are properly potentially indicated for bariatric surgery so it's a topic i've wanted to do for a long time because i think uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding and it's one that i think as you learn about it this morning steve you're going to find it to be fascinating
3: absolutely our guest then is dr alfonso torquati he is a bariatric surgeon from Rush University Medical Center talking about the latest non-surgical approaches, support programs, and research for the treatment of uh, obesity. Dr. Torquati, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us on this uh, Saturday morning here on Sports Medicine Weekly. What are the uh, most innovative
7: non-surgical therapies for weight loss? Five years ago, we had very little options for weight loss. I remember we had only two medications, no endoscopic therapy. And the only option was really surgery. At this point, we have a incredible innovation, both in terms of medication and endoscopic treatment. What they,
5: What is is the medication, are these like in that amphetamine class? Uh, is it a whole new class of medications for appetite suppression? What is the category?
7: There is a two combination uh, medication. They use, you know, phentermine. They're still an amphetamine uh, class, but also other Type of medication being added in conjunction with a uh, phentermine. One example is acutelymia, where you have a topiramate in addition to phentermine. That's probably the most promising uh, medication we have right now. Results in the FDA trial showed 10% weight loss in average for patient undergoing the therapy for 12 months.
5: 10% weight loss. Mm-hmm. Is that so? That must be a very specific category of patients, right? Where ten percent is enough, or does this help them set the stage for something more uh, uh, invasive, or is this dif- definitive treatment
7: for people? Depends, you know. We know this type of medication they work in the low, you know, obesity class. We call class one obesity when your BMI, body mass index, is between thirty and thirty-five. These patients usually are no surgical candidates.
5: Is that because they can control it by diet or because they're not high I think enough? that
7: right now the NIH set the National Institute of Health set the standards for surgery. And this country has been set to thirty five. Essentially you can do surgery only in patients below thirty five if you're in a you know, trial, clinical trials. Got it. Okay. So that's one category.
5: And then and, and then how many different types of surgeries? Your lap band and you know, all these different types of gastric sleeves, and I honestly would never be able to counsel a patient. I'm not asking you to give us so much information that we can make the right decision, but just give me a sense of what, how big the space is uh, in your profession.
7: Our society did a lot of, you know, investigation about the numbers in U.S. We know there are four major, you know, interventions right now done in U.S. The most common is called the sleeve gastrectomy, when we remove a, a significant portion of the stomach, leaving the stomach like a long sleeve. The second operation that is most common is the gastric bypass surgery. The the gastric bypass surgery is probably the operation that is commonly performed for more than 30 years. It's been around for a long time, as the longest term results, but right now it's considered more invasive than a sleeve gastrectomy. The third operation we perform is the lap band surgery. Lab band surgery was very popular five years ago. Now it's declining, and most people opt to do the sleeve gastrectomy. The fourth operation we have is the most invasive, called duodenal Switch. Only 1% of operations done in the US are these operations because they're very invasive with a lot of malabsorption for nutrients. We're visiting with Dr. Alfonso Torquati, a bariatric
3: surgeon from Rush University Medical Center. I'm Steve Cashel with Dr. Brian Cole. Talking about the latest non-surgical approaches, support programs, and research for the treatment of obesity and uh, how important... Body mass index uh, (BMI) is and um, Dr. Cole. I guess we're also talking though about a little about surgery, not just the uh, non-surgical procedures.
5: Yeah, no, I mean, in in many ways, you speak the same language that we speak, where we often will try non-surgical means. But there's certain things that you just, you know, the only solution will be surgery. So, do you match? Is, do you do all four of those procedures? It sounds like the last one is so remote that it's not even worth discussing, right? Uh, I agree, yes. Yeah, so you've got those three procedures. What do you most commonly perform? In? Is that base, based on specific patient profiles?
7: Usually we let the patient decide at the end after we give a lot of information. Uh, we know, for example, patient with diabetes, they do better with the gastric bypass surgery. Patient without diabetes, with low body mass index, they tend to do better with the sleeve gastrectomy. Uh, and we always try really to inform our patients and then they're they're one living with this operation. They have to accept some of the you know issues related to. Their life change a lot in terms of uh, how much they can eat, what kind of food they like. Really, is a big life. Uh, Change, and they have to accept that. Yeah, there's
5: two things that come to mind with this. One is that um, I understand that many of these patients will undergo a, a psychological evaluation ahead of time. It's almost like undergoing some type of uh, anatomic sex change surgery, right? Because this will change yes. the course of their life going forward. Although, and then the second thing is, I hear people actually can quote eat right through it. I I do have patients who have been incredibly successful, and then a year later they come back and they've gained much of that body weight. I have to imagine. Some of those operations would never allow you to do it, and others would. Is that right? Yes. Surgery
7: at the end is a tool that people have to change their life. They're going to have a great success in terms of weight loss. Usually you see a major weight loss up to one year. Then they have to embrace these lifestyle changes. You can make the stomach so small, but still, if people eat all the time, they're going to regain some weight.
5: What about the psychological aspects ahead of time? Do you have a multidisciplinary approach where they actually yes, will meet a, with a psychologist? Rush,
7: like other centers, you know, Center of Excellence, we have a, a team of nutritionists, psychologists, you know, exercise physiologists, surgeon, and also internal medicine doctors.
5: And, and, and just one other question. Steve, I could ask a thousand questions, but I'm going just I'll ask one other one I'm sure you ask. Um, um, what are you hear sometimes of complications and things like that that happen? Is it is it dangerous surgery or is it generally considered a very safe
7: surgery? Ten years ago, there was a, a famous uh, study published, you know, out of Washington State in uh, JAMA that show high mortality around five percent in the Medicare population, patient older than sixty. Things have changed a lot. Right now, the mortality for bariatric surgery is around uh, two per thousand essentially the same mortality you see with common operation like appendectomy or laparoscopic cystectomy. Yeah,
3: interesting. Again, bariatric surgeon Dr. Alfonso Torquati is with us from Rush University Medical Center. This is Sports Medicine Weekly. I had a question, uh, Doc, re- regarding uh, weight loss. Uh, how much is necessary to see significant changes in, in hypertension, high cholesterol, and other cardiovascular uh, disease markers?
7: People like to lose a lot of weight. But people should start with, the, you know, baby steps. Sometimes just losing 5% of their weight can lead to improvement in blood pressure, systolic and diastolic, more than 5 millimeter mercury. Also can have an increased level of uh, the good cholesterol, the HDL. They also can uh, increase, uh, you know, diabetes control if they have, uh, you know, diabetes. Then just a modest 5% really leads to major improvement in health. And people should not really discount any type of weight loss.
5: So if uh, we wanted to refer a patient to you, Dr. Tkwadi, at uh, Rush, how do, who's a proper referral?
7: We have a, a number, you know, that can call. Uh, and we have a, essentially a referral center. You know, they can also go online to the, our website and fill an application, and we can see them in the next three, four days. We can arrange an appointment.
5: So go to uh, Rush.edu.
7: Exactly, and look for weight loss surgery.
3: Fantastic, Dr. Alfonso Torquati, a bariatric surgeon. Thanks so much, uh, Doc, for uh, for joining us here on Sports Medicine Weekly, and uh, we're going to be back with more of our show with Dr. Cole and I continue after
4: this on Parker. It's all yours
2: on ESPN Radio.
4: The Chicago Bulls, White Sox, and DePaul Blue Demons rely on Midwest Orthopedics at Rush for advanced orthopedic treatment. So can you. We are the team physicians for these Chicago teams, and we're ready to be on your healthcare team, too. Get expert care from these regional leaders at four Chicagoland locations. Learn more at RushOrtho.com. Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, your world-class team physicians.
3: At Athletico Physical Therapy, we know there is freedom from pain, and you can get back to doing the things you love. Whether it's running an 8K, playing a game of tag in the yard, or walking safely to your car, pain should not slow you down. With locations throughout eight states that offer complimentary injury screens, your choice to go with our team is the smart choice. Visit athletico.com to request your complimentary injury screening and start feeling better with us today.
0: Athletico, better for everybody. You're listening to Sports Medicine Weekly with Steve Cashel and Dr. Brian Cole on ESPN 1000. Sports Medicine Weekly
3: has been brought to you by Athletico Physical Therapy, by Midwest Orthopedics at Rush, by Karen Malkin Health Counseling, by Integrated Orthopedics, by Source, by Donjoy Orthopedics, by Midwest, and by ATI Physical Therapy. Many thanks to our producer and board operator, George Katsourilos. Our coordinating producer is Teresa Ann Seeger. We also want to thank David Cole for managing the website and our business operations, as well as Samantha Smith from Midwest Orthopedics at Rush. For Dr. Brian Cole, I'm Steve Cashel saying so long. Thanks for listening to Sports Medicine Weekly here on ESPN 1000.
0: The preceding program was a paid advertisement. The views reflected are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000.